0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
2: Believe in Everything Auburn is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. If you use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V. Bet online, where the game starts. War Eagle, everybody. Welcome back to Believe in Everything Auburn, Taylor Davis, Jason Campbell, here once again to talk everything Auburn athletics, and I am truly honored, I mean, I'm honored every week to work with you, Jay, but I have the exclusive inside information with Jason Campbell, who is quite the talk of the town this week, because He is officially stepping in to radio analyst role this upcoming season for the Tigers, replacing Stan White, who heads into retirement after 22 seasons. So I can congratulate my guy. I actually have known about it for a little while, but can publicly talk about it now that it has been officially announced and the Auburn fans and family are ecstatic to know that Jay is going to be calling the games for the Tigers on Auburn Radio. So, I mean, Jay, let's let's get the insight, man. I mean, I know that you have loved doing the pregame and the halftime show, but now you'll be traveling, you'll be hitting the road and getting to talk through the games and call all these plays. I mean, uh, what does this opportunity mean to you? How excited are you for this season?
0: Well, I say this, I'm really excited. Uh, the one thing is I have to give up my green egg from cooking I... <laughs> from cooking on a good fall Saturday you know, I'm training in for the booth but right. yeah, you know, I look forward to it you know I get a chance to work alongside Andy Burcham you know who's been doing a tremendous job the voice of the Auburn Tigers I also yeah. you know replacing the guy who's done a tremendous job for years you know Stan White is a guy that played at Auburn led an undefeated season in 1993 and has been doing it for 22 years and uh you know some pretty big shoes to feel for someone who's been doing it for that long but yeah. it almost seemed like it's a quarterback uh no torch, you know, to, <laughs> but you know, they've, they've been grooming me for it for a while. I believe just doing the post the pregame and doing the halftime report. But yeah. to me, it was a easy. Uh, it was the easiest step uh, just okay. because of the fact that it's Auburn, you know, yeah. I've had some TV opportunities. I've had some chances to go and, you know, do cover games from a TV analyst perspective. But to me, it just feels different that I get a chance to do a radio broadcast for Auburn and yeah. You, know, you love Auburn, you enjoy it. I'm able to be around the program. I know a lot of the guys personally from some of the NIL work that I do with them. And right. so it just makes it a real moment to be in the booth with the guys that there's no chemistry change. You know, we've built so this thing for the last six, seven years. So it's not like, you know, there's chemistry change. It's just uh, me moving up to the color analyst and then someone probably filling into my spot of what I used to do. And then, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, just finding that whole rhythm all over again. But I'm excited to see what this fall brings. Uh, I would be more excited on game day when I'm actually calling and <laughs> before, probably the closest you're going to get to ever suiting back up playing ball again and uh, don't have to worry about getting hit you know I guess uh, you know talk about it and you know and not worry about having to deal with all the other stuff that comes with actually playing a quarterback position
2: yeah you uh you'll probably feel better the next day than you did after <laughs> suiting up to play but um, yeah, I. It was a no-brainer. I know that your your colleagues have said that as well. That it was kind of a unanimous decision for everybody, and and it's it's such a good fit for you. And I haven't even teased what the second half of this episode is. I just jumped right in. But we are actually going to have Stan White. He joined us a little bit earlier today to discuss the handing of the torch and talk about some of his favorite memories in the booth, amazing moments he's had, plays he's called, including some of Jason's when Jay was quarterback. So really special to kind of hear it from Stan's perspective as well with all of his experience and then uh, kind of hear how you're, kind of approaching this whole thing and and what you're anticipating with this new role but he does say you know that it was unanimous and and it was the obvious fit and I think that the Auburn fans would totally agree with that as well just given how closely you've stayed to the program obviously your NIL involvement now and all of your work, you know, the podcast and and television stuff that you've done, you know, it, it's, it's just led to this and it, it feels like the perfect fit and the perfect opportunity. It Does it feel like for you that this not only is the right situation, but it's the right time for you?
0: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Stan and I talk about this, you know, his kid, he has one that's going into high school. He has a middle school, elementary kid. And then yeah. you look at it for me, uh it's the right timing because there's a new coach you know we got right. new facilities uh this is a new wave of football you know yeah. that's transpiring and a lot of things that these guys are doing now i got a chance to experience the latter part of my years in the nfl uh with all the rpo games So you get a chance to talk about a lot of it on air you get a chance to break down a lot of insights of the game you know from my own personal experience and personal levels but at the same time make no means about it you know staying was was really tremendous at breaking cardboards and everything guess I'm going to talk to them about. <laughs> I told them, I said, if I ever get that far, y'all come get me. <laughs> you know, But, but uh, at the same time, though, you get to like really, really dive in deep about the game. And yeah. you're involved in the game. Like I said, like you have to watch every play with a detailed eye. And your preparation has to make sure that it's prepared. You know as well as anyone. You can't walk into a game unprepared. You got to know all the names. You got to know yeah. stats. I know it's just different levels to it. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like for me, you know, that's the fun aspect about it because there will be days during the week that I have to take time out to prepare. And uh and you want to make sure that you're giving the fans, you know, the best experience that they can have. They're listening to the game on the radio and you know, while they're watching the game. And also, you know, for me it's just uh this is a platform that's another opportunity to to be used in the right way. Yeah. I don't take it for granted. I feel like, you know, what I do kind of opens up doors for others and yeah. uh, and everything. So this is a great step in, in, in another big way. Yeah. And I appreciate Auburn University for giving me this opportunity and, you know, to continue to, to utilize this platform. But I'm just excited, you know, this is going to be a really good year because this is talking season. And yeah. <laughs> right now, you know, everyone's like, who's this and who's going to be playing where? And who's our transfer guys we brought in so everyone's want to want to be intrigued about all the things that happened on the planes. where last year it was total opposite you know if you reverse this thing back to last season it was all about is coach going to be coaching is you know it was just nightmare that we're not going to revisit but at the same time there's a lot of newness but there's also you know it's tough to watch Stan go but he Won't be gone long, he'll be around somewhere in the booth trying to you know, mess with Andy and myself. I'm pretty sure a couple of early games in the year, uh, just I'm to, sure. you know, just to kind of scratch the itch a little bit. Yeah,
2: it's easier said than done to fully step away from it, I would imagine. So, um, but Stan will explain in the second half of the episode kind of what's uh taking the place of that passion project for him because certainly you can. Retire from work, but if you're passionate about it, you do kind of feel that void a little bit. So he talks about what's next and, and kind of what all went into this decision. So make sure you stick around for that interview with him. Really insightful. and And Jay will talk a little bit more about his opportunity as well. But your debut will be a day, right?
0: Yeah, I say A-Day, but I've been doing A-Day for the last five years, Uh, you know. It
2: won't be your first time doing it, but it'll be your debut with your new title and and kind of a preview of the season to come and kind of get you a practice round before you head into season. Are there any, this might be a dumb question, are there any SEC schools that you have not gone to?
0: Ooh, Kentucky.
2: You've never been to Lexington.
0: Oh, they yeah. always played us. They played us in Auburn and okay. South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina was the only SEC school that I didn't play during my career.
2: Wow. Missouri, okay.
0: Missouri, Missouri wasn't there when we was there, but.
2: You ain't missing uh, anything there.
0: Missouri would be one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and uh, and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that'd be the main ones. And then once Texas and Oklahoma joins, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, right you know and, and see some of their history so there's a lot of it's a lot of benefits to being a radio color analyst you know especially if you're a fan of the game and no
2: kidding
0: excited about it so yeah that's okay a- so
2: let's go through the schedule real quick we'll be home mm-hmm. this is 2023 right yep home for umass at cal so you'll go out to berkeley have you ever oh, gone to
0: hey you know i used to play in the bay for the Raiders. right
2: but have you gone to that campus
0: I rode through it, and okay. I've never been to the actual football game, so it'd be fun to yeah. see. Yeah, it. that'll be cool. Stop by Napa.
2: Now that I'm, a, I'm gonna find my way out there for that. Yeah, you're right on that.
0: You know, I'm okay. already in the Circle of Time to go to Napa. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. See, <laughs> this is prioritization. I love this. Okay, <laughs> then we're home against Samford at Texas A and M. Have you been to A and
0: uh, I haven't been to A and M Stadium. Okay. Yet.
2: First time at College Station, it is massive, really cool place to call a game, so that'll be cool. Okay, home for Georgia, at LSU, home for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, at Vandy, so you'll get to go to Nash, at Arkansas, home for New Mexico State, home for Alabama. So you'll have some good road trips this season.
0: Some good eating road trips. I gotta watch my figure too, though, Taylor. I can't just be out there eating, just you know, eating everything. You know, it is
2: well worth it to be around the game, and it's going to be a lot of fun to hear you. And I know the Auburn fans are excited that you have stepped into that role. So. All right, well, before we get to our interview with Stan White and talk more about that next chapter, just a few news and notes around Auburn Athletics. Since we've last spoken, obviously, the transfer portal window for the winter officially closed. We ended with 13 total transfers for the winter period. As we have clarified multiple times, another one will open in May and, you know, give the opportunity for more guys to transfer after spring ball. So we'll see if if that does anything for the Tigers. But the winter period went swimmingly for the Tigers, and this coaching staff certainly made the most of their time and effort, closing it out with 13, several of which are expected to contribute early. So you feel really good about that. Obviously, you know, Cadillac kind of touched on that last week in the interview that we did with him. Jay, I, I, I feel like I have to ask about it because it it is always such a talking point. And that's the quarterback situation. Right. And I think a lot of people kind of anticipated that we would get one via the transfer portal, especially with Hugh Freeze being a QB guy, you know, in such an offensive mind. And there certainly were capable names out there that were being tied to Auburn, one being Spencer Sanders, Devin Leary, Brennan Armstrong. None of them panned out. Spencer Sanders actually ended up choosing, I think the day the window closed, he committed to Ole Miss, which I thought was a surprise in a bit of a way, but nonetheless, we did not end up with one in the transfer portal, and so that leads everyone to thinking that it is going to be Robbie, and I, I feel like Holden is getting overlooked a little bit for some reason. I don't know if it's because he was kind of deemed a a Harson guy or if Hugh just thinks that Robbie has the skill sets that will fit an offense that he wants to run. But it does kind of seem like at least for spring, the focus is going to be on trying to develop Robbie. So just kind of give me your take on the quarterback situation where it stands right now. And knowing whatever you do know about what this coaching staff wants to do offensively. Kind of how you anticipate this this QB situation is gonna shake out.
0: Well, you know, this has been a question for the last what two years. Um, you know, how's this quarterback situation gonna stand gonna last? I will say this during the during the recruiting process the other transfer portal, they were reaching out. But the yeah. thing is they didn't offer every kid though. You know, I, I understand that for I know that for a fact that a lot of people was like, how did this kid choose, you know, old miss over Auburn? But the end of it, you know, Coach Freeze is going to do his due diligence and make sure that the relationship is there. And he's going to make sure, like, hey, what I have in my room, if I'm going to bring someone in, it has to be a a dramatic difference, you know, to make sure that we're going to do that. And I feel like he looked at the transfer portal and just got to a point where I said, I think they just like, hey, we got offensive linemen that we needed to go get. We got, you know, another big receiver in Nick Martner, And I think we got a guy – that if we can develop him in the passing game then i think it would help us that we can still win now and i think he looks at robbie and says hey the guy has things you can't coach he can elude the pocket he can run you know he has speed and uh, he can get you out of a bad situation if the pocket breaks down where did he struggle At he struggled at his arm angles passing game you know uh sometimes making the simple look hard you know some of those type of things but coach freezes the guy whose his pedigree is built on building quarterbacks you know Malik Willis was at Auburn and then all of a sudden he transferred to Liberty yep. and you he turned him into a, a draft pick in the NFL so mm-hmm. you know if you're Robbie you have to be excited about the opportunity to be able to work with Coach Freeze and Coach Montgomery and that's the offense coordinator and then but Holden is a guy that kind of is in a good situation because there's no pressure yeah. you know he was a guy that was redshirted last year everyone's talking about Robbie because Let's be honest, Robbie was the only one that was left last year. You know, TJ was out, uh Cazada never suited up to play, and you know, Holden was a young guy, fresh out of high school, and they didn't want to put him in a situation with a lot of things that were going on. So Robbie really benefited from having an opportunity to get a lot of experience because yes, this would be his fourth year coming into and this would be his fourth year in college, but it's only his second year of getting real game like oh, yeah. experience. So you know that's something that he was able to benefit from last year and he can take that into the spring and stay focused on like being coachable and and being a sponge to everything the coach is trying to teach them and there comes there there's a lot of there's some hiccups sometimes when you're trying to change a habit robbie was a baseball Mm -hmm. player and that's why you see some of his angles look that way you know he played baseball and he was a really good baseball player as well and you know he chose football over that so Mm -hmm. it takes time to get that bad habit you know, out of out of guys that that throw the baseball a lot, so you know it's a work in progress, but it's one that can be done. Uh, I think with Holden, everyone that I talk to, they ravage about Holden's passing ability. They mm-hmm. talk about you know his pocket awareness and and different things like that, and they feel like this kid can be really good with experience and and with an opportunity to continue to grow. So you know, I think it is going to still be a competition. Uh, like I said, you take it one day at a time, but I think the good thing about this is we got three of the top offensive linemen and transfer portal Auburn sign. And you know, that's huge. There. And then everyone forgot about the center that we got Avery Jones mm-hmm. uh as well that was committed to Illinois. Then all of a sudden he came to Auburn. So that's right. four. That's four guys. So you got a big time center, which makes a lot of the calls for an offense that's still trying to develop their quarterbacks. And then you got a tackle, a right tackle, a left tackle, and you still got guards. So we have a really good offensive line that's built for this season and the run game. Jarquez is really good. And then you bring in a Brian Betty, but you also have Damari the Austin there. And then, you know, Jeremiah Cobb supposed to be coming to Harbor and hopefully as well too. So you right. have guys in that room that can make plays and help us score points and put points on the board. So this is going to be an intriguing season because yeah. you know, I just go through it really quick. You the defensive side of the ball, we lose Kobe, we lose Derrick Hall. You know, we lose Owen Papo, but what we go out and get? We go out and get Moselle Kite from Maryland. Go out and get Lawrence Johnson from Purdue. You go out and get Austin Austin Keys at the linebacker position from Ole Miss. You get DeMario Tolan from LSU, the linebacker. Then you get Elijah McAllister, the DM from Vanderbilt. And oh, then right. you get the big guy, Justin Rogers from Kentucky. So you went out and you loaded back up on the defensive side of the ball, but then your biggest recruits were DJ James and Nehemiah Pritchett. You get both of your starting corners back. So there's so much to be looking forward in 2023, but this football season with so much excitement around this team. And, uh, you know, I've just decided to be a part of it and be able to call it from the booth.
2: Yeah, no kidding, Jay. You're going to be amongst, because there's a lot of intrigue this year. And I feel like a couple years ago, there was in intrigue, but it was kind of coupled with, skepticism you know we were all like okay what's this really gonna be like and then last year it was like hang on for dear life you know and so i think going into this year there's intrigue coupled with optimism
0: Mm -hmm. yeah you got a guy that got experience you know coach freeze this is not his first rodeo in the sec you know he coached in the sec he's had success in the sec and that comes in by itself gives you instant confidence and i think that's what is different between now and when we hired coach harson a lot of people in the southeastern conference area didn't know of him that much unless right. you were a diehard college football fan and you watch boise you know when they play out west other than that you wouldn't have known a lot about coach so it yeah. would take a time to see okay where this fit but you already got a guy now that's been here done it so it kind of wins over the fan base a little bit more from a confidence standpoint
2: right I also think it'll be interesting this offseason to kind of see how the coaching staff gels as well, and I know a lot of them do have experience together and, and some of them in the SEC as well, but I felt like that was kind of part of the rocky footing to start that tenure because that coaching staff felt very disjointed with Mike Bobo at OC, Derek Mason as DC and then coach Harson. It it never felt like it really had cohesion and a flow. And so I think that this coaching staff based on what I know so far and what I've heard from various, you know, staff members and and people close to the program is That there's a lot more of a a team factor around the building. And and it's not just players, it's it's staff, it's personnel. I think that not only does this coaching staff want to get it right, I think they also have a prime example of what was done wrong right before them. And so there's like that aspect of it as well that like, okay, we're not repeating those same mistakes that this program, you know, tripped into over the last couple of years. And a big one was just the culture and the commitment to Auburn being Auburn that was deviated from, and you saw direct implications of it. And I, I know that this coaching staff cares to keep that at the forefront that it is. I mean, how many times last week on the episode did Cadillac say it is about the player. It is about the guy and the team and that is really the focus of this coaching staff and letting Auburn be Auburn. And the way last season ended with Cadillac at the helm and the focus just being on love and passion for Auburn football, that's going to permeate into this season. This coaching staff is not interested in in some new mantra. They want to continue the momentum that was set on a morale perspective from last season. and And I think you'll see it translate.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, you already seen it. The first thing yeah. he did when he got hired was jump into the recruiting trail. Mm-hmm. Like he was actually, when he got hired and that day on, that night, he was already on a plane flying to see recruits. Right. And he understands like you can be the best coach in the world, but if you don't go out and get the players that's going to execute and take over a game, you're not winning. And, and he understands that, that to win in this conference, you got to compete against the Georgia Bama's LSU's Tennessee's, Florida's Mississippi State's Ole Miss to get guys that can go out and compete and win and and that's why they spend most of their time doing it even now Taylor, they've already signed their class but they're already on to the next class for the 2023 season I mean 2023 signing class so it never stops but uh that's when I know like okay you're on to something when you realize the most important piece is I gotta go get guys
2: yeah it's it's player first and clearly that is the point of emphasis yeah because won't junior day be kind of soon
0: yeah junior day i believe is next weekend
2: okay there it goes it never sleeps y'all recruiting (laughs) never sleeps it's crazy but yes definitely sets up for even an exciting you know spring and and just kind of leading up to it seeing how it's all going to take shape i finally got a tour of the football facility last week when i was on campus for gymnastics It's incredible. It is as advertised. It is stunning. Sammy coats was in there when I walked in, I was like, boy, would you find more eligibility? What are you doing in here? He was like, I live too close to not work out in here. Like former guys are pissed. They're like, y'all get this. Like it's incredible. But I also can confirm that a lot of guys were in there working out. A lot of guys were in there talking and laughing and, and building that team chemistry that's when it starts like it's not just come summer ball like you start now right
0: Uh, yeah that's the key key. everything you do in the all season pays off in the season it's going to show how I tell people I was just like you don't have to show people anything if you work hard and you keep your eyes straight ahead and you just put all of it and put your all into it things have a way of finding you and coming back and I think this football team is finding their way back to the Auburn tradition
2: We love it. We love it. Well, real quickly, before we get into the interview with Stan, we'll talk real quickly. Basketball has actually set a new record, marking 31 consecutive appearances in the AP poll, now at 15. We were 16th last week. Now we are number 15 in the AP poll, and that is the 31st consecutive time that we have placed in the poll. Really impressive, and obviously just another testament to what Coach Pearl has has built and the consistency of it, not just fluke years. This is a consistent creation of a program and uh it's been really cool to watch two road wins since we last spoke Two conference road wins one over LSU last week 67 to 49 and South Carolina this past weekend 81 to 66 that is five consecutive SEC wins since the lone conference loss when they went into Georgia and had a very uncharacteristic game ever since that loss five consecutive sec wins they will be back home tonight today is wednesday back home tonight against texas a&m and i don't even want to say anything about the active home streak because
0: right we want to say we all know
2: it's there anyway but very exciting for the basketball team as they continue to hopefully find their groove and get closer and closer to conference tournament and march madness and all of that like peaking at the right time is is imperative. And speaking of peaking, Auburn gymnastics is also off to a very hot start. And the yeah. Auburn family came out and just showed out. I was so flippin' proud. Yeah. I was there on Friday night calling the meet on SEC Network. And they sold out Neville Arena. The team put up a team high for the season against Arkansas with a 197.5. Suni Lee with another all-around title with a 39.75. But, I mean, so many aspects of the meet have, like, gone viral. Darion Goborn's dancing on the floor and her brother up in the stands was on the Today <laughs> Show. I mean, there's, there's so much hype and excitement around Auburn Athletics and... I don't know. I just, obviously we're biased because we think there's something special about Auburn, but I think you see it across like national media and sports fans and even just passerbys that are like, man, Auburn's just a good brand. Like it just, it represents, you know, sportsmanship and fun and and you find yourself rooting for Auburn. I can't tell you how many times I've had coworkers tell me that.
0: Yeah. Auburn is like a hidden gem.
2: It is.
0: Not hard to get to, you know. You can fly directly into Atlanta and just go south on eighty five, and you can yeah. fly directly into it, or you can go to Montgomery and just go north, and then yeah. I mean, off two eighty. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's so many multiple ways to get to it, but it is a hidden gem. It's like, you know, when you come there, you have the experience. You want to come back. Yeah. You know, you can get a chance to see all of it that one time. You know, I've had many friends that come to games and say, "Man, this this is fun." you yeah. know They enjoy it and they want to come back. So. You know it, it's that's what makes auburn auburn and you know you hear people all around the world saying war eagle war eagle war eagle and and everything i even mean, had some people in dc that used to say war eagle and, and a lot of people calling and congratulating and they say war eagle at the end so i uh, love it, you know, it it's a, it's 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 unique even though yeah. people are not going say we got two mascots no we don't have two mascots i've got it. I said, that's just how we speak to each other. War eagles, our battle cry. Exactly. You know, how we speak to each other. So, you know, just a little tidbit information.
2: <laughs> I had a dollar for every time I got asked that. It just, and it's <laughs> annoying every time. It's never funny. It's just annoying every time. But nonetheless very exciting stuff for both the basketball team, the gymnastics team, and more to come as we get closer to baseball season and obviously spring ball for football. And who better to break all of that down for us than Jay Cam himself. Once again, Jay, so excited for you in your new role and we'll be listening intently this season. But let's go ahead and bring in your predecessor who is going to be handing the torch to you and get Stan White in here to talk a little bit about his experience all those years jason and i are thrilled to welcome in auburn great jay's predecessor now stan white war eagle stan thank you so much for joining us and of course congratulations on retirement and the big announcement
1: oh well thank you very much taylor thank you guys for having me uh uh jason and and taylor of course we do have what three generations of auburn people (laughs) here uh and uh, my my decade obviously goes back uh, the furthest back in the <laughs> '90s, but uh, but yeah, thank you so much. And uh, you know, I use that word loosely. Retirement. I think I'm doing more now than uh, yeah. than I did you know the previous 22 years doing the broadcast. That was my excuse to get away. You know, yeah. And do that was, uh, but yeah, thank you for having me.
2: Well, we are definitely excited. And I know that Jason, obviously the announcement coming out this week and and everyone now being aware, but I mean, this obviously is something that you guys have, have been talking about and kind of working your way to. So, uh, Jason, you just jump right in, man, and, and talk to us a little bit about your experience working with Stan and, and now what it means to you to kind of be, uh, taking the baton from him.
0: Well, it's kind of like the Heisman Trophy Taylor, how uh, you think about it. Uh, as, <laughs> as, uh, the Heisman Trophy has become the quarterback award. You know, yeah. the color analyst role has kind of become the quarterback. It's role true. Job. So, you know, Stan and Andy both came to me uh, pretty close to the last game, our last home game and, uh, and, and asked me to, you know, take over the color analyst role. You know, Stan was going to step away and spend some time with his family and his kids and, you know, create some memories uh, during the fall with them. And I told them I said I wanted to think about it, and they said, "No, we don't need you to think about it. You know, we <laughs> just go ahead and kind of, you know, take on the role." It's been a, it's been an overwhelming choice uh, here in the Auburn network that everyone wants you to, to be the guy. And let's be honest, they kind of been grooming me for it for the last six years. I've been in the booth with Stan and Andy, and you know, and Brad Law and and everyone and Ronnie. So I've had an opportunity to. To be a part of the family for six years i've had opportunity to learn and mentor understand i've had a chance to to travel with them on away games and and see how they do things on the um, when they travel so it's been a uh, it's been a great opportunity and i don't take it for granted and the fact that they wanted me to take over the job really made it more surreal because anytime your peers that you work with on a on a weekly basis you know all want you to do something it's very encouraging yeah and it's pretty um you know satisfying to be able to take that role
2: well, Stan, has it really set in for you yet that that you've called your last game? I mean, I assume you were preparing for this, but now you know, passing passing the torch to Jay and and knowing that next football season will look very different for you than it has for the past twenty two seasons. I mean, how's how's it feel for you so far?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I, I'm very much at peace with the decision, and I, I knew this was it was time. I still have the passion. I love calling games. I love traveling um with the squad that's what i'll miss more than anything and yeah. and, and you've you been in your business you know that i mean when you have your friday nights together with your crew whether it be yeah. in dinner in baton rouge or you know in knoxville fayetteville or wherever you go uh that's the kind of memories i'll miss and as the season gets closer i'll probably get a little antsy about hey okay it's time <laughs> for me to go study some some uh some depth charts and so forth but um you know ultimately like 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 uh smooth was talking about um I looked at, I have a freshman in high school now.
0: Okay. Uh, I
1: have a middle schooler and I have an elementary schooler. I got a wow. bit of a late start at my age, but, but I started thinking a couple of years ago that, you know, um, I don't want in five or six years down the road, um, my maybe freshman in college saying, you know, dad, this is the first time we've been to a football game at Auburn together. Yeah. Um, and cause I've never been to a football game with my 15 year old, my 13 year old or my 10 year old. uh and i've never had a chance to experience that so that's one thing that kind of nailed it for me i i couldn't be more blessed to have worked with the people all the way back from jim fife yeah um you know back then and then to rod bramlett and and then to now to andy bircham and all of the crew really the people that, that that make it happen the production crew and so forth brad law um, people that do that kind of stuff, uh, and and not to mention Quentin Riggins and Ronnie Brown. I mean, guys on the sideline, uh, you know that that you you know firsthand that is the most to me the most difficult job of all, um, <laughs> because you got to be quick. You, you get a coach that's emotional and it's yeah. live, <laughs> and oh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. But you know, I I I could not have, um, and I'm and I'm appreciative of Andy and the network crew of of allowing me to have a little input on yeah. this, and and uh, I couldn't have chosen a better uh predecessor or better better successor uh of that and and dating back to you know he uh, j cam is the fourth um analyst in 43 years you know pat sullivan uh, did it in the early 80s and then and then of course charlie trotman before me and and then and then me and and actually uh, i did two years on tv with the old college sports south oh Oh, yeah 24 25 years ago uh, with with andy bircham yep. uh, before being asked to come over and be with Jim uh Jim Fife and then of course Rob brama so um I couldn't have chose a better a better person to, to succeed me and he'll continue that tradition and and I'm I'm excited to, to hear them in the fall and and uh and hopefully we'll have some uh we'll have some exciting games to cheer about
2: Hey, amen to that. I mean, the lineage is really impressive when when you start rattling off those names. But, and Jason said in his statement when it was announced this week, he's got big shoes to fill. He He definitely, you know, carries that badge with honor. But I think it's interesting, Stan, that you used to call games with Jay under center and now you're <laughs> handing him the microphone. I mean, what, what has it been like for you? Obviously, you know, Jay's been the pregame and, and halftime show analyst. So You guys have been working together, but what memories do you have calling games when, when he was QB and and now to kind of see it come full circle that, that he's the one you're handing the mic to?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, uh, two memories come to mind when when Smooth was and we you know his nickname Smooth. I, I love it. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> when Smooth was a quarterback, um, and one is not so good a memory, and uh-huh. the other one is a phenomenal memory. Um, <laughs> my first year to be live radio with Jim Fife was 2001. Of course, okay. we all know what happened with 9/11, right? Right. Um, the week after 9/11, all college football games were postponed. Mm-hmm. You know, so the very first game back was going to Syracuse, New York to play Syracuse and yeah. Dwight Freeney defensive end. I mean, and let me tell you, now, it wasn't a great memory for Jason because I think, <laughs> I think they sacked him three or four times. Uh, I mean, they, you know, there was I, I think they if I remember correctly, they rolled out Lee Greenwood yeah. to sing is proud to be an American. At the beginning of the game. Wow. And I'm like, there's no way we're winning this game. Right. <laughs> it's I mean, over they, before they, it starts. They had, oh, we had NYPD, fire department honoring them. I mean, oh, literally wow. right after 9 11. And I'm like, we're in Syracuse, New York, and we're about to get beat. Yep. <laughs> so so it, it, that was one memory. And of course, Jason was a, uh, I think you're a red shirt freshman. Uh, yeah that was my year.
0: first yeah, that was my first road game as a fresh exactly rock. first road
1: game that was uh, <laughs> that was what i remember because it was such an eerie feeling it wasn't a great outcome for obviously auburn but but you know that's the first time we went to the stadium and they had swat and police dogs wow. sniffing through our equipment you know yeah. to make sure that you know of, of obviously what just happened sure. and then and then lastly the the, the good time was the 2004 you know and and you know they go i mean it was just a memorable season and and of course, you have three first-round draft picks in that backfield, right? Uh, and then, of course, you add in Carlos Rogers on the backside, uh, another one. So, what a phenomenal year uh, they went through. And I was—I uh, guess—I was in my fourth season uh, to be able to do that. Uh, and and so that was actually the year I got married as well. So my wife wow. got to enjoy that and going down to the Sugar Bowl, and and so that was just a phenomenal um, season and memory that I have from from JCam being under center.
0: Yeah, Stan. Appreciate you taking me back down memory lane. I think I got sacked about seven, or eight times that <laughs> night. <laughs> I do remember having a fifty-one yard touchdown running that game, and we went up early. And I said, "Oh, this is gonna be a, you know, a good game." And then next thing you know, like you said, it was a hard game to play in. I'm telling you, like most of our guys was teared up before the game. Everyone sure. was kind of, like scared to even fly up there because it was like a week later, and right. you know, some guys didn't want to go. Uh, i i just remember that day like it was yesterday and once we get there security everywhere just like stan explained it you're talking about so many canines all over the place so many firemen and and policemen and people that all the first responders and you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself how are we going to play a game
1: mm-hmm. you know how
0: will be really <laughs> prepared to get ready to go out here and play this game because everything is in their favor but we just had a life-changing mm-hmm. moment that bigger than football so and uh and, and you're trying to trying to figure out how do we get through this as a country so i definitely remember that and i remember stan calling a game in the against LSU uh we hit Courtney taylor on the sideline he was able to yeah. hit Courtney taylor again in the back of the end zone and i can remember that call him and rob bramlett you know uh, going crazy and the stands just going wild and you know stan had some really memorable calls and uh i think that's the fun aspect about being you know a color analyst and you know i look forward to that having those moments but you know he also gonna have some big moments this fall Sand, can you tell us what you're gonna be doing this fall as far as uh you know being home and not being on the grill
1: yeah exactly <laughs> well and, and thanks for for asking me that you know um i you know i have a full-time business i own an insurance company up here in birmingham but but you know my passion i guess the last uh you know three or four years now has been our volunteer coach over at john carroll catholic high school uh, here in Birmingham, and, and that's actually home of Pat Sullivan. Yep. Uh, we play on Pat Sullivan Field. Tom Gossum, who was a former John Carroll graduate, the first African-American athlete to graduate from Auburn University. He's an accomplished writer, actor, producer, director. Incredible. Um, so um, I'm helping over there, and, and you know, that's the one thing that's, that's kind of been a passion of mine the last handful of years. I have a freshman over there, but I have middle schoolers coming up through as well. As, you know, we we you know we, uh, our motto um, is kind of like our War Eagle is is Calvay. And Cavway stands for commitment, attitude, and valor. And and um, you know, that's the one thing we want to be the number one character development um program in our athletic department. And 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 the school board is gonna take care of itself uh, right. if that happens. And so that's that's kind of been a passion of ours. And that's you know, Cavway is our roll tide or our war eagle or our go dogs. I mean, that's our motto and that's what we say, and and um and we and we truly believe in it and we're seeing the results. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna consistently become a competitive um uh, football program and athletic program, and we are. We have Ronald Steele as our athletic director, former All-American basketball player at Alabama, and and he's our athletic director, basketball coach. Uh, and and then we have of course Will Mara as our head football coach, a younger guy, graduate from there, and so uh, doing a lot of good things over there. That's been a passion of mine. I think I spend more time thinking about that and game plans and 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 so forth uh, over that than I do my real job. But but I really enjoy it, and and. And uh, you know I'm I'm just thrilled to be over there and, and helping out, and and we're about to uh, really start uh, moving the needle over there, so to speak.
2: That's incredible. You guys can't get away from the game. I'm noticing a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, I can definitely resonate with that. You know I think you also mentioning you know you're going to get the chance to go to games, you know, with your family and experience game day in the fall. And I tell Jay all the time, it's it's kind of a you know catch twenty two when you work in sports because we all love it so much so it's like oh my gosh my job you know puts me around the game incredible but the flip side of that is you never get to experience it as a fan or, or with the tailgating and with you know being in the stands and experience kind of the gravity of a game as a fan and so you getting the opportunity to now do that will be incredible but you've called over 250 games, is is that correct? Yeah, I
1: think it was two. I think the Alabama game, the Iron Bowl, I think was uh-huh. 283, I believe. Too
2: insane. Um, I think,
1: I know, 283 straight weekends. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you mentioned, um, you just said a minute ago, oh, my gosh, well, that was actually what I was most famous for <laughs> yeah. of all my calls. Uh, do you know the story behind that, that play? I don't know if you do, Taylor. Jay, let's let's Moon hear knows it. the story? Let's hear um, it. You know, I've been, been very blessed to be a part of some memorable calls from the prayer in Jordan yeah. here, the, the, the cam back, Um, you know, a lot of, even when smooth and those guys in 04, a lot of calls. But, I, you know, I guess the kick six has got to be the the top call, maybe the, the most mem- remembered uh, play, maybe yes. in college football, modern history. I would say um, so. And, and I was fortunate enough to be on the radio calling that, and, and uh, Ron Bramlett, Bramlett just, I mean, he nailed it, he nailed yeah. it. Uh, but as that play was starting to unfold, um, our engineer who stands right behind me in the booth at that time, um, you know, Chris Davis takes the ball around left end, and you can tell he got one block, he got two block, and when he got about to midfield, everybody was like about to go just like you said oh my so um (laughs) as soon as rod bramlett goes there goes davis and i you hear me going oh my gosh oh my god and you hear me continuing and i'm slowly going down my volume because our engineer kind of saw me and our spotter bo benton at the time about to lose it because (laughs) we were standing and i was yelling oh my gosh oh my gosh and, and he did the he, he he earned his keep that day he turned <laughs> he was slowly turning my volume down so i did not butcher the call that rob bramlett was making because oh we all my know, gosh we all we, we all know in this business that you know the play by play you really you, you don't need two people talking <laughs> right. over each other and and i got that in and, and it's funny you mentioned that because um not long after that call um you know gus malzahn comes up to me and he goes hey Oh my gosh! <laughs> and so, and so that's what kind of I became known for. And in fact, I gave the commencement speech at Auburn's graduation that winter. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and you know, I kind of broke it down I did too. I mean, Chris Davis happened to be graduating in that uh, in that class, and I and I and I kind of dissected the play within my speech. Oh, cool! And uh, and so you know, I, I try not to make it about football because it's a, it's a commencement speech. Sure. But how could you not? I mean, yeah. those kids had just gone through. One of the most memorable times they'll ever think about in sports, uh, being a fan or a player, and so I had to kind of dissect that play. But that is a true story. That uh, Patrick Tisdale, our engineer, deserves all the credit for me not tearing that call up and it becoming <laughs> iconic because I was about to, I was about to just jump in right over Rod.
2: I, so. <laughs> I mean, everyone lost full control of themselves in that moment, so not surprising. But I would say that your background adds the, oh my gosh, added to the iconic nature of that call too, because you kind of encapsulated how we all felt in that moment. That's what everyone was. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my, like I was, I was in the stands. That was my senior year. And I remember when he started running, everyone was like, is it? it, can you do that? Like there was a bit of confusion along with like, Holy cow. That's the only way you could describe the emotion. So you being in the background, like having it sink in the way it was sinking in for all of us, and then Rod's kind of explanation, but also excitement. I mean, that call will go down in history. It's incredible. And I think that like you said now jason is going to get the opportunity you know to to have those moments and those calls and and those historic games so i'm sure y'all have talked a lot about this but what advice do you pass on to jason as as he takes the torch and and then jay after that you know what is kind of your mindset behind you know, this new role, what do you think, you know, makes a good call in games like this? I would love to hear both of your perspectives as you're kind of sending him into the next phase.
1: Yeah. You know, the biggest thing, I think we, we have a fan base really in the Southeast, not just Auburn, the Southeast is very football knowledgeable.
2: Yeah. It's true. I mean, you know,
1: they, they, they know a lot of football um, and no one better than a Jason Campbell to, to just elevate that. So, true. you know, when I, when I first started, I didn't know if a lot of our fans knew what a uh, a dig route was, mm-hmm. you know, a square in or or a post corner or whatever. And some don't, but most do. Yeah, uh, most know mesh routes. They know crossing. They know the the verbiage, the terminology, and 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 they know that kind of stuff. So, you know, and and a guy like Jason, who's played it at the highest level, yeah. played it at Auburn, then played it at the highest level, will be able to just add to that. And and uh, you know, I had Jim Fie tell me this when I first started. He goes, he goes, always be yourself. They'll know it if you're faking it. And, and it was just very simple, uh, but but it, it just rang true with me. You just go up there and you be yourself. I, I never really looked at myself as a professional broadcaster. I just happened to be a guy that knew football and I had a microphone and I was talking to a bunch of friends that wanted to listen to me. Hmm. And, and that's kind of the way I took it. And, and that's the way Smooth has been the last six or seven years. I mean, he's the knowledge is there, um, he relays it well, and, and, and also it's building chemistry with your partner. Uh, you know, Andy and I worked, he was my first play by play partner, uh, in 1999 and 2000 and then Jim Fife. you know, and then who, who passed way too early. And then of course, Rod Bramlett who passed too early as well. Mm -hmm. So it's building that chemistry, but man, I'm I'm excited to hear him, hear him do it. I mean, I I just can't wait to, I can't wait to be a fan and I'm, I'm going to be the first one by the tailgate show three hours, maybe two hours ahead of time this (laughs) year, not three hours and, uh, and support those guys. and, And I can't wait to hear them.
0: Yeah, I would just say for me, just like Stan was saying, you know, people ask me that question, uh, over a couple of interviews this week and I've told them, they said, how do you, how do you put your, your spin on this? I said, well, one, you know, first you gather all the information that you can gather you know, you process the information, you prepare, but once you're in the booth, it's just like Stan knows when you're in a football field as a quarterback, you can't implement someone else. You know, you mm-hmm. have to play your game. And I think it's the same way. Once you, once you get into the booth, even everywhere I've, I've worked before uh, with CBS and NBC, that's all the things I've learned was just do it the way that you know how to do it. And like I said, for Stan, he's done it tremendously for 22 years doing it the way that he knows how. And for me, You know, once I enter the booth, of course, there's going to be learning curves. There's going to be, you know, trying to find your chemistry, trying to find that niche, you know, that gets you going every week. But I think once you get in there, it's just about gaining experience each and every week and and just calling the game the way that you see it. Like Stan said, give the insight to fans that maybe they not they don't see that Stan and I can see because we played the position. We can see the end sometimes anticipating certain plays or certain situations what you think the team should do in this situation just because we've been through so many practices so many games that you can relate to what's happening on the field between timeouts what are the coaches discussing Uh, those type of things are things that you want to bring experience to that he's done a tremendous job for many years that I want to continue and just you know just do it in my way you know do it in the way that I can do it staying though I like to throw a slight joke in there every now and then sometimes (laughs) I it. I call him dinosaur, the fossil, you know. But
1: <laughs> hey, Smooth, Smooth has a phenomenal grasp of the English language, and you're going to hear some words combined. Um, that I I get that gonna weekly. A, I get it weekly. You're going to do a double take, like what is that? And he always has, the, but he has a great meaning for it. I'm exactly. like, okay, that, that makes sense. You know, so uh, that that's what Smooth is phenomenal. I mean, I'm like, wait a minute, what does that mean? He goes, it means this. I'm like, okay, I, I get mm-hmm. that. You know? <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, you got to get your Webster dictionary out sometimes. You, know? you, you <laughs> may not, you may not it's find the Campbell dictionary. dictionary. Yeah.
1: The Campbell dictionary. It's effective <laughs>
0: though. You're not gonna find some of these words in the dictionary, you know. I said something. Uh, I can't remember what I said. It was a couple weeks before the the end of the season. It might have been the Western Kentucky game, and I said yeah. something. They was all like, "What did you just say?" Kept <laughs> <You can't laughs> trying to figure it out for like an hour. <laughs> and then, and there was the guy depressed press about. They kind of realized what I was saying.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think that, I mean, obviously I'm biased because I get to work with Jay every week, but I, I agree. I don't think there was any other option. I mean, like Jay is going to be fantastic. And I think Auburn fans are going to continue to feel like they're there. And, And Stan, I think you did a really great job of that. I've, I've worked radio a few times in my career, and that's kind of the emphasis, right? Is that this is different than television. On television, they at least can see what's going on. On radio, you have to bring it to them. You have to bring the atmosphere and the experience along with the X's and O's. And I think what you both have in common and, and continue to showcase in your various roles is your love for Auburn and your heart for Auburn. And obviously you guys, you know, having played there, but Jay and I talk about this all the time, and Stan, I would love to get your input since you covered this team. Their team is like uh, different, you know? I mean, obviously what they accomplished in, in that undefeated season and whatnot, but you've got Jay staying involved with radio and obviously now taking on this role. You've got Cadillac on staff. You've got Ronnie down on the sidelines. And all three of them have accomplished so much and succeeded on the highest level And they still choose to come back to their roots. And and I think that that's a theme in Auburn alum, but that team in particular, something about it. Talk to me a little bit about covering that team and how it's, you've seen it kind of translate into their roles all these years later.
1: Well, you know, that's, that's, they're the example of of what we call the Auburn family. Mm -hmm. And, and you know that and being a graduate of, of Auburn. You know, but like you said, you got guys like uh RB, who's been I, I, I should know this, I should have done my homework. I don't know how many years he's been at least six or five, six, seven, eight years or something like that. Yep. Quentin and I used to room together on the road. That's another story for a different day. Uh <laughs> but um, but you got J Cam who came in 2016, been with us six or eight years now, and, and taking this role. And of course Caddy coming back and 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 what a phenomenal job he did the last games, four games, I uh, guess, this year, yeah. uh, uh galvanizing the fan base. Mm-hmm. It was a fan base that was just just down and and really just uh didn't have any kind of confidence and he just galvanized that fan base. And and I think that the sky's the limit for this for this Auburn program now. And you got guys like T-Will, Travis Williams, yeah, uh, you know, who's I mean, this is a guy that was a 205-pound middle linebacker. <laughs> you know, can't Jake J Cam outweighed about 30 pounds. Probably 40, <laughs> probably 40 now. Uh, but 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 yeah this this is a team that was so special you know al borges was was that his first year smooth to be the office coordinator
0: that's his first year
1: Uh, first year to be that and you know what people forget is the 2003 year was expected to be auburn's year yeah that was the year they were ranked top two in the nation and of course southern cal had something to do with that the very first week yeah. Uh, go down to Auburn and, and and put a whipping on us down there. And we finished, we kind of lived to an eight five, I believe, year, um, if I'm not mistaken. But then the 04 year was a little bit like that 2010 year, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, it was, it was a second year head coach. You had a first year offensive coordinator, maybe second year offensive coordinator in Gus. And, and so it was very similar, but no one expected as much from the 04 because of the disappointment in 03. Now you finished 03 with a great win against Alabama, but but top five preseason rankings. So that 4 bunch was just a special, special bunch. Uh, you got Courtney, who you talked about at receiver. Um, you had a top 10 defense. Um, of course, you had three first-round draft picks on offense. You had a first-round on defense. So you had all the pieces in place. Uh, they just needed to have some good things happen for them. And mm-hmm. uh, you win a close game against LSU. Uh, there was some close ones this year back. In fact, the second game against Tennessee, um, in the in the in the uh, championship was not was a close one. Then you had a close one against Virginia Tech, even in the in the Sugar Bowl. So, Golly. but it, it, that's that's to me. I mean, you know, '93, my senior year, we were awarded a national champion by a few different foundations. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm being honest, that '04 bunch, I'm like, I don't know if we can, If you put us head to head against each <laughs> other, I'm going to be biased and say our '93 team would beat them. But in reality. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, you know, we did have James Bostic, Steven Davis. Uh, we had some great running backs, Frank Sanders. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you what, that 04 bunch, ooh, man, they were they were a good bunch. I mean, they were really good. They they were the best to me, biased again, 04 bunch deserves a national championship, especially oh, yeah. what happened at a later date. Uh, you know, with Southern Cal being stripped. Uh, I mean, that totally. they were a great, they were a great, great football team
0: standing real quickly thinking about this uh the 2023 season coming up you know Auburn has finished very high in the transfer portal uh we're some people got us ranked one some got us ranked number two either way is a great success uh when you think about the recruiting class jumping from ranked in the 60s from the time freeze got higher to now being top 15 what are some of the things you can expect from coach freeze and the staff moving forward and and this season
1: well, I, I'm, I'm thoroughly excited about where this program is. First of all, you, your facilities are second to none now. Um, right. I think Auburn lacked in a football only facility for several years, got behind right. in the, in that game a little bit. And now there's no excuse there. I mean, they got one of the best in, in America, if not yeah. the best. Um, your fan base is so passionate. They're ready, they're they're starving to get back <laughs> to where they're competing every year for a conference championship. And I think they got the right guy to do it. I think Hugh Freeze is going to do a great job. He, he's obviously an innovator when it comes to the offensive. He's been successful at every level he's been in, um, and so I'm excited to see what his spin is on this offense and the development of the quarterback position. We know more now than ever, at most levels, all levels, if, if you've got a really good quarterback that grasps the system and, and plays within their system, you got a chance to compete at a high level. And that's the way the game is designed these days. Now, you've got to have great surrounding parts. I mean, you got to have a great offensive line, running backs, receivers. But you've got to have that experience at quarterback, and that's where it's got to start. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what he's done. He's put together a great staff. It has changed. The game has changed a lot. Obviously, you can build a build a strong class off of transfer portals. And that's what he's he's had to do. And a lot of teams do that these years. I mean, you know, Tennessee did it a couple of years ago with Heifel. You know, uh you just you just have to do that to get immediate success, but it allows you to do that. Mm-hmm. It allows you to not have to go four or five years to build in. So It's a good combination of getting good high school players to develop them and also getting more experienced guys to give them a second chance. So uh, I'm excited about the program. Uh, Can't wait to watch them next fall. And, and, uh, you know, I I think Auburn should be expecting to compete every year. Does that mean we're going to be in the SEC championship? No, but I think they should be in late October, early November. They should be in position to compete for SEC West every year. Doesn't mean they're going to win it. Right. I'm just saying they should be in that position. I think that's what they expect.
2: I couldn't agree more with all of that now with added resources and and how aggressive they've been in the portal. uh, It really sets you up with a lot of optimism for the season. So you will get the chance to watch it. You said that, watch it. You will get to be a fan and enjoy the games this season as you so deserve. 22 seasons, just an incredible career stand. Thank you for everything that you did. The iconic calls, the wonderful memories—we've uh, all been so lucky to hear you. And now we will also be lucky to have Jay behind the mic as well. So thank you so much for everything, Stan. Congratulations again, and uh, we're eagle. Enjoy the enjoy the season.
0: Well, Taylor, I
1: appreciate what you do, and, and well, I'll let I'll let Smooth end it. But Taylor, I appreciate what you do. I mean, you're doing Auburn proud. Thank and, you. And so every time we we're able to see you and watch you uh, doing what you do. Uh, man, you, you know, you, you, Auburn family is strong, so we, we're proud of you.
2: Thank All you right. very much. I would like
0: to say this, uh, Taylor, you don't know this, but Stan broke many boards across the uh, SEC. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. know, so, he, so I'm glad he owns an insurance company because he's probably been trying <laughs> many times to have to go fit some of these boards that he's broken. Uh, yeah
1: my spotting boards are not safe when i'm around oh dear not very safe uh when, when, spotting when boards are not
0: safe, you got to carry two every game and i just hope that he doesn't break the tv at the house and his wife had to put him out because he's watching the game <laughs> at home and yeah. i want him to have a reaction and throw something at the tv if it's something he doesn't like <laughs> my know? my
1: kids may want me to go back to being in the booth after this <laughs> coming year. <laughs> actually dad go back
0: yeah, I'm just hoping that they understand safeguards when the season starts. Exactly. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a new experience for him. And uh, so we look forward to it, though. I'm pretty sure he'll come on campus for a game or two and uh, say hello. But I look forward to him spending that time and creating those memories with his kids because that's something you never get back. Definitely. And uh, he's been in Auburn, a tremendous honor for many, many years. He's given him a lot of his time and a lot of his uh, family time. And uh, so now it's time for him to give give back to where it means the most and that's his in his house and yeah. uh I like to respect all his accolades and everything he's done for auburn and i appreciate him for being a great mentor and a helper and i'm pretty sure i'll be calling along the way for even more questions <laughs> but uh it's been, it's been tremendous though like you said the auburn fan base has been phenomenal and they're ready to erupt and hopefully yeah. this gives them an opportunity to erupt and get back to getting that spirit that we've always had that kind of started the last four games of 2022 season
2: yeah Absolutely. Well, no surprise here. I am ready for season. And after talking to you two, it's even more so. So uh, fans, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you uh, keep up with Stan and Jay and Auburn football, as you always do. And come on back next week for the podcast for more around Auburn athletics. War Eagle, everybody.
1: War Eagle.